I'm Lisa DeLay, and you're listening to Spark My Muse. This is Soul School, episode 173, Thinking Without Your Brain. Today I'm reading excerpts of an article called Your Brain is Not for Thinking by Dr. Lisa Feldman Barrett. Dr. Feldman Barrett has been a guest on my episode with her book called How the Brain Makes Emotion. She is a psychologist and a neuroscientist who studies how the brain works and how there is wholeness within the whole body. I have used her findings in my own book called The Wild Land Within, which is coming out in April of 2021. I'm so grateful for the way her work exposes false dichotomies that have held sway for ages. The body and the brain is usually understood wrongly. And when we understand it poorly, we don't understand how to heal and grow and how to relate to each other. It's very important that we disrupt and deconstruct our faulty models of how the brain and the body functions. We tend to see the body as the servant of the brain. We tend to see the brain as this important thinking part of our body, the conscious part, the part that's mostly us. The brain is the body, and how we understand what is happening in our bodies can help us navigate the world and our relationships, our personal growth and healing far better than how older schemas have attempted to help us understand. Functional MRIs in the last several years have burst open our understanding and the nature of how the brain and body works. What happens inside our skulls and how it interrelates with our entire body and nervous system is far more interconnected and interrelated than we've ever been able to know until now. Dr. Feldman Barrett is a professor of psychology at Northeastern University and the author of Seven and a Half Lessons About the Brain, from which the excerpts of this essay have been adapted. This is from the New York Times, November 23, 2020. Your brain is not for thinking. In stressful times, this surprising lesson from neuroscience may help to lessen your anxieties. And I want to stop to say for a moment that one of the big reasons I do Soul School or I have my podcast episode in general is to provide helpful ways to help us grow and learn and have better relationships. I love interviewing authors, scientists, deep thinkers, spiritual leaders for their expertise and wisdom. And as I read excerpts of this, it is specifically so we can learn to cope better in times of higher anxiety and stress and during specifically the COVID pandemic, which has a lot of us more anxious. Dr. Feldman Barrett writes, In stressful times like right now, a perspective on our mental life may actually help lessen our anxieties. Much of our brain's activity happens outside our awareness. In every moment, your brain must figure out your body's needs for the next moment and execute a plan to fill those needs in advance. For example, each morning as you wake, your brain anticipates the energy you'll need to drag your sorry body out of bed and start your day. It proactively floods your bloodstream with the hormone cortisol, which helps make glucose available for quick energy. Your brain runs your body using something like a budget. A financial budget tracks money as it's earned and spent. The budget for your body tracks resources like water, salt, and glucose as you gain and lose them. Each action that it spends resources, such as standing up, running, and learning, is like a withdrawal from your account. Actions that replenish your resources, such as eating and sleeping, are like deposits. 
the scientific name for body budgeting is allostasis. It means automatically predicting and preparing to meet the body's needs before they arise. Consider what happens when you're thirsty and drink a glass of water. The water takes about 20 minutes to reach your bloodstream, but you feel less thirsty within mere seconds. What relieves your thirst so quickly? Your brain does. It has learned from past experience that water is a deposit to your body budget that will hydrate you, so your brain quenches your thirst long before the water has any direct effect on your blood. This budgetary account of how the brain works may seem plausible when it comes to your bodily functions. It may seem less natural to view your mental life as a series of deposits and withdrawals, but your own experience is rarely a guide to your brain's inner workings. Every thought you have, every feeling of happiness or anger or awe you experience, every kindness you extend, and every insult you bear or sling is part of your brain's calculations as it anticipates and budgets your metabolic needs. This view of the brain has many implications for understanding human beings. So often, for example, we conceive of ourselves in mental terms separate from the physical. A bad stomach ache that follows an indulgent meal may send us to the gastroenterologist. But if we experience that same ache during a messy divorce, we may head to a psychotherapist instead. At the gastroenterologist's office, we experience our discomfort as an underlying physical problem. At the therapist's office, we experience the same discomfort as anxiety, a psychological disturbance physically manifested. In body budgeting terms, however, this distinction between mental and physical is not meaningful. Anxiety does not cause stomach aches. Rather, feelings of anxiety and stomach aches are both ways that human brains make sense of physical discomfort. There is no such thing as a purely mental cause, because every mental experience has roots in the physical budgeting of your body. This is one reason physical actions like taking a deep breath or getting more sleep can be surprisingly helpful in addressing problems we traditionally view as psychological. We're all living in challenging times, and we're all at high risk for disrupted body budgets. If you feel weary from the pandemic and you're battling a lack of motivation, consider your situation from a body budgeting perspective. Your burden may feel lighter if you understand your discomfort as something physical. When an unpleasant thought pops into your head like, I can't take this craziness anymore, ask yourself body budgeting questions. Did I get enough sleep last night? Am I dehydrated? Should I take a walk? Call a friend? Because I could use a deposit or two in my body budget. This is not a semantic game. It's about making new meaning from your physical sensations to guide your actions. I'm not saying you can snap your fingers and dissolve deep misery or sweep away depression with the change of perspective. I'm suggesting that it's possible to acknowledge what your brain is actually doing and take comfort from it. Your brain is not for thinking. Everything it conjures from thoughts to emotions to dreams is in service of body budgeting. This perspective, adopted judiciously, 
can be a source of resilience in challenging times. This is a really helpful perspective. Sometimes we make the mistake of trying to think our way out of being in stress or anxiety. And really what's happening is our brain is trying to budget what we need in order to remain in stasis, in a place of equanimity. If we're in unusual stress, days of it on end, or in some kind of environment or we're a vulnerable person in the population, our brain is going to be working extra hard to keep us in stasis. That means we're going to have to work extra hard at giving our body what it needs. That might mean extra rest. That might mean more time spent alone to gather our thoughts. It might mean more companionship with people we trust. Whatever helps you to regain yourself. Things that often work for most people are taking a walk, movement, and being outside in the natural world. That might not be as possible now that there is the COVID pandemic, but usually we can find certain places and areas to do this, but we don't necessarily budget the time in our day. We might wind up spending it poorly on something like screen time. Usually connection with other people in some form, whether it's a phone call or a one-on-one text messaging or something in person can also help us with our body budgeting because it helps us share the burden of stress. And when we're able to speak about what's bothering us, that also helps us with our body budgeting. Our brain will try to help us seek out these opportunities. And it's important to realize that our brain isn't trying to think as much as it is trying to help us find balance. And the way it's doing that is through things like emotions, feelings, cravings, sensations. When you feel thirsty, that is your brain trying to help you find balance. When you feel tired or worn out, that is your brain trying to help you find balance. Your brain is your body. And the more we treat ourselves as integrated whole people and also see others as integrated whole people, we can meet our needs and we can see the needs of other people much more clearly as well. I will be sharing the link to this New York Times article by Dr. Lisa Feldman Barrett, as well as a link to our previous episode together. And if you found this at all helpful, I ask that you will share it today. I wish you blessing and grace and peace.